I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Everyone, as 2021 winds down and we start looking forward to a new year, I thought it was a good time to invite Colorado Springs Mayor John Southers back on the podcast for a little reflection and a few thoughts about what's to come. Mayor, thanks for being with us. Jen, I'm glad to be with you. For people who don't um, know about Mayor's background, I just want to share some facts that you may or may not know, just to allow our audience to get to know you a little bit better. Um, You may know that he's been our mayor since 2015, uh, but you may not realize that he grew up right here in Colorado Springs. And just to name a few of his positions, our mayor has served as district attorney, executive director of the Colorado Department of Corrections, U.S. attorney, and was the Colorado's attorney general for 10 years before becoming the mayor of our city. And we're excited to have you on Behind the Springs, as we always are. Thank you. It's that resume that caused my wife to say, I, I can't hold a job. Uh, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. You've done this job pretty well, and it's it's been a ride, hasn't it? It has been a ride. Yes. No question about it. And this year, um, I know has been a special one, because if you've been listening to the podcast or just living in the city, you know that 2021 was our city's sesquicentennial, or 150th anniversary. Um, and you've called it, Mayor, an opportunity to celebrate the pride and vision of our founder, General William Jackson Palmer, um, and our past. And we had quite a year. I mean, we had a museum exhibit. We had several events, a big downtown celebration. Um, How are you feeling about commemorating the milestone? Uh, I felt like we did it right. Uh, We were doing it in the middle of a pandemic, uh, but uh, we had remarkable crowds. Uh, We had, you know, sell out at our gala, the chamber gala for the sesquicentennial in July. We had a huge crowd last June out at uh, White House Ranch, uh, you know, about 10,000 people showed up for a day of festivities and contests and things like that. And then we had 25,000, 30,000 people downtown on July 31st for the sesquicentennial celebration. Uh, I was also pleased that, you know, organizations kind of did their own thing to celebrate the sesquicentennial. So I think we did it right. Uh, I think we achieved our goal of celebrating our past and the individual's all the way from General Palmer uh, and through the decades that have made the city what it is today, uh, but also beginning to sharpen our focus uh, on the future, what we want our, uh, our city to look like a decade from now, a couple of decades from now, and ultimately 150 years from now. That's for sure. And if folks, if you have not had a chance to see the COS at 150 exhibit at the Colorado Springs Pioneers Museum, that'll be um, there for you to view um, for a few years. And, and it's just wonderful. I mean, it's a great way to get to know the city if you're new um, or get to know some facts um, that you probably don't know, even if you've lived here your whole life. Did they, you learn a little something? Yeah, yeah they took 150 tangible objects uh, as a means of kind of describing the history of Colorado Springs. I think they did a great job of it. They really did. So that's still there, even though we're wrapping up the year. Right. Um, and I realize we don't have time to cover it all, but let's let's talk about some of the major accomplishments that stand out for you um, for 2021 in our city. Well, the, the most major accomplishment was the economic resiliency. Yes. I mean, we had a pandemic uh, beginning in March of 2020 that brought the world to a halt. A lot of people uh, lost their jobs, um, and all indications are that Colorado Springs recaptured 100% of the jobs lost 
faster than any uh, major city in the uh, in the country. By last January, or, I'm sorry, last June of 2021, we had recaptured all the jobs lost. Which is remarkable. It is remarkable. And as you know, uh, sales tax in 2020 was down just a little. We did have like a $30 million total shortfall, mostly lodging and rental tax. But in 2021, the economy's come roaring back. What do you attribute it to? um, I think we've got a really good uh, economic mix when you think we're 40% Military and defense, obviously, that was not adversely impacted. Uh, construction, uh, we had record construction during this period of time, both residential and commercial. Uh, the only sector of the economy that was hurt uh, was tourism and uh, a service economy. Uh, we had less of a down, uh, downturn in 20 than most places, and we recovered faster in 2021. I mean, our 2021 tourism is just a fraction below uh, 2019, and all signs are it's just going to, you know, be a huge breakout uh, and and continuing upward trend in 2022. So uh, it's just what we're all about. We're a very attractive place. People came here for a lot of outdoor activity where they wanted to be. You know, they'd rather be outdoors than some other uh, indoor venues around the country. So... Uh, we just had a good economic mix, and uh, so that's number one. I mean, that's that's been exciting to watch. And, you know, we've done some things uh, that have enhanced that. We brought Southwest Airlines mm-hmm. uh, to Colorado Springs in March of 2021. Uh, that is basically ensuring a upward trajectory. I think we're going to fall a little bit short of a million employments this year, but the future is just going to continue uh, to grow. We're going to break a million, and that's, you know— we haven't had a million uh, employments since Westpac. Uh, so um, I feel very good about that. We opened up a new uh, Summit House, uh, which is really uh, huge for the future of tourism uh, in Colorado Springs. Uh, we stabilized our uh, stormwater enterprise with uh, adjusting the fee to make sure we're good to go for the next 20 years. I felt good about that. We made a lot of progress in a transportation master plan that our citizens are going to start seeing roll out over the next couple of months and have an opportunity for citizen input. Uh, you know, what uh, our expansion of roads ought to look like to accommodate our growth over the next several years. Uh, so there's, those are just a couple of things that come to mind in, in 2021. Yeah. It was a wonderful year um, considering all the challenges we faced. Um, so as we look to the new year, I know you have a little um, tradition that you write down some of your big goals. Why do you think that's important? Like you, well, you literally all, write them down and keep them in, in, in plain first view. First of all, it shows how old I am. Uh, <laughs> that you don't type them? Yeah, or no, that, that you don't I have write them on down your computer. a to-do list and it's, you know, everybody's got to do things on their computer and stuff like that. Hey, whatever works. It, it takes me more time to put it in my computer than it does just jot it down and, and stick it under the glass on my desk. Um, so you keep it where you can see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, you know, check off things uh, as the year goes by. Let me tell you what's on my 2022 list. Okay. Uh, Number one, uh, we need to do some polling to see if we go to the voters in November of 2022 uh, on a uh, TOPS uh, extension. We failed in November on a 53-47 vote uh, to extend the TOPS and also increase it. 
That problem's not going away, Jen. We have a lot of undeveloped parkland that we simply will not get developed unless we have an additional revenue stream. Uh, so I think we need to look at that, uh, look at what folks didn't like about the last measure, uh, see if we can um, change that a little bit and, and see if we can, uh, I'd love, you know, I've really feel good about what we've been able to accomplish in infrastructure like roads and stormwater uh, while I've been mayor. That's one thing I'd like to uh, finish before I leave is uh, certain underfunding in, uh, in parks. Because parks are really a critical infrastructure for quality of life here. Yeah. And I think our citizens view it that way. Um, but, um, my concern about the, the measure that failed, it looked a little too much like a compromise and it was a compromise. And, uh, uh, I had some political instincts that, uh, it needed to be less than 0.20, probably 0.15. And I think those instincts were probably pretty good. And, uh, we'll go back and talk to, parks advocates and see if we can't come up with another measure uh, to take to the voters. The other thing, of course, that did pass was the fire mitigation fund. And we're going to spend the first couple of months getting that all set up. The 20 million is there. Uh, you know, that's uh, the uh, voters have allowed us to retain uh, 20 million retention and Tabor excess. And by the way, I think the Tabor excess will be 30 million or more. So we'll still be refunding maybe 10 to 12 million to the voters after retaining uh, oh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, but we're going to have a 12-member a, uh, uh, advisory commission uh, advising the fire department about where they can s uh, most effectively spend that those fire mitigation funds. I think we'll do, uh, you know, we've been doing a pretty good job with the resources we've had, but I think we can do a lot more in terms of fire mitigation, preparing to minimize the impacts of a future a wildland fire. There will be a future wildland fire. The question is, uh, how much mitigation work will we have done to to minimize the impacts? And that's uh, really at the forefront of everyone's mind right now. Is. I think because it it's you know uh, wildfire season all year long, as we say here, but we don't just say it. It really is true. It's it can happen so. at any time. The worst fire we ever had in our history was in January of 1950. Mm -hmm. uh, so it can happen any time of the year. Right. Um, annexation of West Colorado, something I definitely want to get accomplished before I leave office in 2022 will be the year okay. uh, to do that. Um, I talked a little bit about the master transportation plan. We'll begin to roll out to the public, get public imp input on that. Um, we need to move forward on a downtown transit center. Uh, and I think you'll hear some more about that in the next couple of months. Uh, the, the transit center downtown is not large enough uh, for the size of our system. We also, I think, need to combine not only our local bus system, but our uh, interstate bus system. They now operate out of a very small uh, station over off of Weber. And uh, I think that needs to be part of the downtown uh, transit system. And so that's really all part of that transportation vision. That's and right. We're not just saying we want your input. We really do want people's input. We do. You know, what, yeah. what, is the pro what are the problems you see out there on your daily commute, whether it's by car, bike, well, pedestrian access, all let those Let me give things. you a teaser. You know, we've been talking for decades now about uh, do we need more east-west uh, transportation and you know we've got north-south quarters we need more east-west quarters and that's something that will be discussed in a new transportation plan i know people have opinions about that so yeah. we want to hear them yes okay, okay. Uh, 
you know, the city has 38 million in ARPA funds for this year, 38 million next year. Uh, we went to the council and said this is the way we'd like to uh, spend it, got their approval. Define what those are just in case. Well, I mean, we uh, some of the things we're doing, uh, water infrastructure, you know, they the federal government kind of limited us in uh, fiber infrastructure, water infrastructure. Uh, we're going out to the public uh, on new irrigation systems and our parks and golf courses and things like that. Some of them are 50 years old. We can save a lot of water, go to non-potable water, save a lot of taxpayer dollars there. Uh, we're going to build a new uh, senior center. Uh, we've needed a new senior center for years. The good news is we're going to be able to build a new one without tearing down the old one until Great. we've built a new one. Right. So uh, there's not a disruption. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, you know, Sharae McDon McDaniel will do, uh, be reporting back about all the progress we've made and, uh, making sure that we get those things checked off. We get this money expended within the, uh, timeline allowed by the, by the federal government. Um, AFA visitor center, Air Force Academy visitor center, those bonds are out right now. Uh, all but a small portion of them have been sold. We hope that the remainder of them will be sold by the end of this month, and we'll break ground on the Air Force Academy Visitor Center and surrounding infrastructure in 2022. I'm hoping for some Space Command resolution. Obviously, we want a reversal uh, of the decision to move to, to Huntsville. We're waiting on two investigations, what you think will be very important, one by the DOD Inspector General, one by the Office of Governmental Accounting. I've heard there's two investigations, so that increases our chances a bit, I would hope. We'd hope that one of the investigations would say, uh, yeah, President Trump is right. This was not uh, a, uh, you know, a thoughtful process. He decided it uh, by himself. He says, I single-handedly made the decision, and I honestly believe that's true. And I hope that's the finding of the uh, uh, Department of Defense and the decision by Congress and the White House is to revisit it. Um, so do you have do you have a timeline on that at all, or are you well, hearing anything? Well, we think the uh, the uh, DoD report's going to come out either late this month or early or just sometime in January. We think the Office of uh, uh, General Accounting Offices is going to come out uh, probably uh, March or something like that. Okay, not too far uh, off, hopefully. And then uh, uh, I do want to see the airport next year bust through that million dollar uh, or million person. Uh, employments, and I, I'm pretty confident it's going to do that, barring some you know, development in the pandemic that uh, changes the way things are, uh, the trajectory we're on right now. Uh, but uh, it'll be another, I think it'll be another great year. It'll be my last full year as mayor, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was just going to pin you down on that and say you're in the home stretch, so you've got your goals. Um, wh what are you thinking as you're this far in and entering into your final you know, several months. Um, has it been all you thought it was going to be? Has it been more challenging, more rewarding, or or, more rewarding. or did it meet your expectations? Yeah, more oh, rewarding. more. Okay. Yeah. I felt pretty confident, given my political experience, that I could stabilize the dysfunction between the council and the mayor's office, that I could... Uh, um, create a better relationship between the city of Cower Springs and other governmental entities. Um, I, uh, I, you know, you never know. 
how well you're going to be able to communicate with the public to be able to make progress on infrastructure and, and things like that. But, you know, we've overcome a billion and a half dollar infrastructure deficit with the cooperation of the public. Uh, that exceeded my expectations. Uh, we job creation, you know, we were pretty stagnant uh, when I became mayor in 2015 and we've created about 40,000 jobs since then and they're good jobs. Uh, and this is now the place where young people want to be and all that sort of thing. So um, it's gone as well as I could have possibly conceived it to, to go. Um, it's a tough job. Um, you know, in my memoirs, I'll tell you what my best, what I felt the best job was. But I'm going to make people buy it and read. Oh, uh, okay, you're not going to reveal it on uh, my podcast. But, Come on. Uh, this was clearly... Um, I think in many ways the most difficult because it's raw politics. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, just uh, most of my prior jobs have been law and I, you know, looking at the facts, looking at the law, applying the, the law to the facts. This was, you know, trying to convince people this is what we need to do. And I think we've been incredibly successful. Um, so I think in terms of personal satisfaction, I can't imagine uh, I've had, I think this is the job I've derived the most personal satisfaction from. But it all comes to an end in April or June of 2023. Uh, uh, that's when I'm term limited, and uh, it will be April if there's not a runoff, and it'll be uh, June if there is a runoff. And uh, the way people are lining up, I think there's going to be a runoff. You think so? Yeah, I think half the city of Colorado Springs is going to run for mayor. That's, well, you've made it look like such a fun, fun time. The Why? good news is... <laughs> I've made it look like the job to have. Yes. The bad news is uh, I think I made it look a little too easy. Yeah. I mean, uh, people think, oh, all the mayor does is go to uh, ribbon cuttings <laughs> and groundbreaking. You got a few months. Start making it look harder. Doesn't no. <laughs> realize that, man, there's a lot of brain damage that goes into uh, making these things happen. So yeah. we'll see. Well, we really are lucky to have um, such a great... Um, community, like you said, these public-private partnerships have really emerged as a wonderful thing. And and our city team is awesome, uh, too. city so team's outstanding. It's it really great. is. Uh, and I hope all our city employees take real pride in the fact that they've been a big part of it. You know, whether you're uh, in the part of the city effort that's actually delivering the direct services, police, fire, public works, all that thing, or whether you're in, in the support that makes those services possible, uh, collecting the taxes, uh, giving the legal advice, all that sort of thing. Everybody uh, on the city team is absolutely essential to accomplishing what we've accomplished over the last uh, uh, seven years, and I'm deeply indebted to everybody. It's gonna, it's gonna seem, um, or it's gonna be exciting to see, you know, this next year and what happens. And I'm sure from you growing, growing up here and living here for so many years, it's amazing to see the growth, isn't it? It is. Uh, it is. And I, you know, I share uh, uh, some of the concerns that people that I grew up with have, uh, but I have to explain to them. And I think when I actually take the time to explain it, they get it. There really isn't much of an alternative between stagnation and growth. If you're not growing, you're stagnating. Because if you're not growing, that means that young people that are growing up here, our, our grandchildren and our children can't find a job here, even though they want to stay here. And for us to provide jobs to all our children and grandchildren that want to live here, that's 5,000 jobs a year. You can't not grow and create 5,000 jobs a year. 
Um, and then the other thing I'd say is, you know, look at the 50 largest cities in the, in the country and look who has not grown over the last couple of years and see if that's where you want to move. Right. Or you even know. visit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cities that haven't grown last several years are Detroit, St. Louis, Oakland, things like that. Um, there really isn't much uh, alternative. You either stagnate or you grow. The, the key to it is growing responsibly and smartly and in a way that uh, preserves to the extent possible the tremendous um, uh, quality of life here. Uh, we want to keep this a great place to live, work, and play. That's what we're working toward, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your time. And I really encourage people to um, follow the mayor of COS on Facebook and Twitter. And um, he does take time to go to all these various events, but that is not all that he does. And we, you can keep up with the decisions and the events and all the things that are um, happening throughout the city um, via social media, if that's your thing. Or our website's a great source as well, coloradosprings.gov. Um, and we just want to thank you for sharing your thoughts. We're looking forward to it. You'll come back again a few more times. I hope. I suspect I will. <laughs> I won't make you, but I hope you well, do. Well, yeah. You know, if you, you tell me what to do, my assistant tells me what to do. Every, you know, the reality is uh, I'm just a robot. No, that's People false. tell me that's where to go and what to say. And that's what I do. I think that's very false, but thanks for being here. Okay. We appreciate thank it. You. And thanks everyone for uh, listening to behind the Springs. We appreciate it. 